Welcome back to the Waterboys podcast. I'm here with my co-host Josh. It's been a hot minute since we've recorded. Yeah, it's been a while. We've been a bit busy. Yeah, two weeks. You know, you've been uh, permanently at Abbotsford International Airport. Oh my god, shut up. Is that that's the only other airport that does international flights, right? Besides Richmond. Out of BC, I believe so. I believe so. I mean, yeah. there's not many big cities out here. Wait, does the Victoria one do no. that? No. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Oh, that's interesting. But yeah, basically work right beside the airport. You're like 20 minutes away from me. Guess I'm going to come sleep over here. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> if you want to sleep on my love seat right there. As long as it's clean. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Before we get any further into this conversation, Nick, uh, what are we talking about today? I think we're talking about a little bit about the All-Star Game, a little bit about the regular season, and a little bit about the Mavericks. Right. We're going to fit all of that into the next half an hour. All right. So you want to do the All-Star Game? Is the limit at half an hour? Is this it's more than I mean, that. we can keep going. We can keep going. But, I mean, it's I mean, 10 minutes of you rambling on sometimes. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think you want to be going. Keep let's, going. let's start with the All-Star game. What did you think of it? Honestly? It was I, a late one, right? It was like 58 games into the season where they did the All-Star game. Yes, it was. And also, I mean, they've been they've been extending periods in between games to rest up the players, right? About to avoid load management, which I mean we're gonna get into a little bit later on. Hey, I like that. You linked it. <laughs> Very good job. Um but uneventful. Everyone's talking about nobody playing defense, nobody carrying. Everyone's bringing up the early two thousands game, nineties games when everyone would try and then they would pick and choose which games that were ended up close, whether it be what was it Michael Jordan's game winner out in Atlanta? Uh, and, and remember, the, I think the Las Vegas one was also close. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. But like everyone on social media was just going crazy with all these close games from like the 2000s and the 90s. And you know, I I I get where everyone's going. I remember when I was younger, the All Star game was always the marquee game that I would sit down and actually watch and pay attention to this year i don't know even with tatum going off it was just it was just whatever nick uh i feel like the all-star weekend has just lost whatever it's pizzazz yeah it's just not the same as it used to be anymore and it, it shouldn't be like that especially now that there's so much more talent there's so much more to show off right before like I would look forward to the dunk contest, but now with everything going on, I guess the shooting improving the three point contest to me is probably the most entertaining because the big guys always show up, right? Like the stars show up, the guys who can shoot well show up. Can't say that much about the other events. I know this year the dunk contest was, was better than it has been in the past years, but, uh, Nick, I, what is there really that you can do to improve the All-Star weekend? I mean, aside from the three-point and the dunk contest and the skills challenge, those are, I would say those are always fun to watch, but I'm I'm pretty sure you're asking me about the game itself. I think it should go back to the East versus West format. And I think, 
I think we've mentioned this before. It should go back or it should change to positionless voting for the players should be the top five players, not top five players in their respective positions or else you're going to have, was it Joel Embiid? I keep forgetting. He was left off this time, right? Yes. Off the starting lineup. Yes. Which was asinine because that man is playing at an MVP level right now. Yes. And then, I think the winner of the All-Star game, if it goes back to East and West, should get home court advantage in the finals, regardless of record. You want to go to the MLB style. MLB style, because it's more incentive to play. Right. Thing is, if you're one of the, you know, if you're one of the teams that are competing for a championship, would you be okay with potentially leaving the fact you're going to get home court advantage in the finals in the hands of some other coach or other players would you be okay with that if you if, i don't know like let's say you were the i don't know i guess you were the warriors and then this year i guess um my was it michael malone coached the the team uh the all-star team this year would you be okay with leaving everything in his hands for the fact that you may or may not get home court advantage for the finals. I mean, your question was make this game competitive, right? So anyone or everyone in the West or everyone in the East, whoever was voted in coaches or players, you all have an incentive to play now, regardless of your seating or whatever team you play for, you're going to want to win that game. That's right. Cause it wins the advantage for all you guys. That's right. Yeah. You make a good point. Uh, <clears throat> Also, I feel like that would work in that maybe the team that isn't favored to win the finals has a higher chance. It would be more of a comp. It would be more competitive, is my point. Because I would think, I would think that if you're the lesser of the two, you now know that you just got to win four games at home. Now, whether you do that or don't, it's totally up to you, right? But your chances are pretty good at that point. Also, uh, I was also thinking, would you be... So the NHL does division all-star games. Would you be okay with that? No. I think NHL has made it too messy with all their separate divisions. And I don't know that you would have enough out of every division too i mean like you could be stuck in a really crappy division i mean looking at the nhl now i had a glimpse i'm pretty confused on how their playoff works right their formatting works okay so yeah that's a totally different thing but yes that's that's a pain in the butt i would much rather the one through eight one through eight right yes because it makes it simpler it's competitive everyone fights for the spots yeah out of division rivalries too you don't even need to be in your own division right and then NBA, they have the play-ins, which I I enjoy. I agree with. But it also does. The aim is to be more competitive for the seventh and eighth seeds, right? So if you want to avoid that one seed or if you want to play the two seed, then you have the play-ins to prove that. Yeah, and teams don't give up as easily anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh there goes the ambulance. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, teams don't give up as easily anymore, right? So teams are still going to try to get into the play-in. And with 
I mean, with how it is right now, they changed it up this year in which you're playing your divisional opponents a lot more, right? Home and aways. Yes. So a little bit of the MLB style, but of course MLB does it does way it all more. The time. Yeah, yeah, it does it all the time, but they do it way more, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. And then I think, was it for inter or like other Western Conference opponents, they don't make you play as much, right? No, so they make you play an odd number against your own division, and then each year you alternate as in who gets the extra game. I think I told you, I think it was like 19 games they play between each other. But but yeah, man, um, it's it's gotten super boring, but also three-on-three tournament? No, maybe? No. No. Do you remember the three on three tournament we played? <laughs> Shut up! Don't we, remind me. That was stupid. I mean, that should have been called a travel, but whatever. So no three on three and also yeah. I don't know, man. That, that's a tough one, and the NBA should come up with some. Definitely come up with some. Okay, so now we spent the first little bit on the All Star game. So now I was also thinking about how everyone's been complaining about everybody load managing, which. I get, right? Your fans, everything about the fans and whatnot. And then I think Barkley went off on a tangent and then one of the ESPN columnists calls him out saying that he never played more than 50 games the last eight seasons of his career or something like that. So my whole thing is like, if you guys are going to load manage and whatnot, why not try to make at least the first round a little bit shorter? Or even just a single game. Um, my so, whole my whole reasoning for that is that the first round, there's very few times when the lower seed wins, Nick. Very few times, right? Like you seldomly see it. Uh, Playing's all nice, right? And everyone's complaining about ratings. Nobody's watching. You know, Nick, in the world of sports some of the most viewed thing viewed games are usually those one-offs right like you have the super bowl for example you have whether it's like a champions league final a world cup final you have all these things that are single games and everyone turns out to watch them i think having a single game in the first round could also do that just because there'd be more interest in knowing that you only have one game and also, Nick, I mean, we've seen our, you know, it's not all the time, but our fair share where where the lower seed ends up winning game one, right? So you could have your potential for like a little bit of a, you know, end upset. And I know everyone's going to be like, we want to see the good teams make it to the next round. But if you're a good team, then like you should tag, like if you think about it, if it would only make sense that that team would go on regardless. Maybe you every now and then you have that, you know, that Orlando Magic team that keeps winning game one but ends up losing the next four in a row, right? But you won't have that since they'll probably, if they end up pulling it off, they'll go to the second round and probably lose four nothing. But also, you do end up playing four meaningless games, especially if you're sweeping the lower seed in the first round. I, I don't know. What do you think? Is there any other thing that you could think of to probably lower the load management stuff? Well, 
I mean, shorter regular season would be a better answer than shortening the playoffs. Revenue, though. How, is everyone going to be all for this? Uh, that's that's another thing that I was thinking of. Like, Everyone's going to be complaining about revenue, not making enough, right? And with salary of these players, you know, going higher, right? Higher every year. It's because they get all these games, but also they don't even play all these games. So th- that would be one thing. Uh, Wouldn't it make it more of an incentive to watch the games than if it was a shortened regular season? You would think so, yes. You would think so. But like I said, are the players really going to care about the ratings if they're well, still this is this is give and take right if the players want that salary they're gonna have to play their games exactly that, that that's true right and but lessening the travel or lessening the regular season or lessening the first round are pretty viable options if the players complain then that's you can't have your cake and eat it right that's true another thing i was thinking um players not being able to have a load managed game outside of home just because i feel that a lot of the times the ones that end up complaining are the fans they go to watch i don't know i think for example let's say you're a trailblazers fan and let's say i don't know Embiid and the sixers are coming they're coming off a back-to-back right? Leaving, I don't know, they're coming from Sacramento, going to Portland, continue your road trip. Load manages the day off, the load manages the game. You don't get to see that player in person, right? So why not load manage only away games, but the home games, (sighs) wait, the home games you can load manage, but not the away games. I don't know about that. I mean, you're pretty much just catering to the player at that point. They are a professional basketball player for a reason, right? Yes, but they don't. It doesn't seem like they want to. Well, some know. weeks they play four games. Some weeks they play two. Some weeks they play one. Right. It's not like every week you play four. Yeah, I know. So you're just going to have to suck it up and play sometimes. Yeah. And even though that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. It's I mean, not happening all you're getting paid forty million just to stay on a court to dribble a basketball, and availability is the best ability. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's the saying, right? But and they're gonna complain about not getting the rhythm because they're not playing half the time. Right. So it's 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 give and take, I would say, and I get it. I mean, it is a grueling season, but the NBA has been very accommodating, right? That's true. A lot of home and aways with the same opponent. Right. A lot of short, or um, was it a lot of um, preventing the back to backs? Yes. A lot of time off during the All Star game. They only used, they used to get two days off before. Remember that back in the 2000s? They only got like two days off. Right. And now, you know, the teams are. You have a round-the-clock care, probably have a masseuse with you, probably have your own personal trainer with you, or you have this, um, team staff with you. So really, I mean, 
it is their own responsibility to ensure they're doing the utmost to take care of their body, right? Right. I mean, t- what did Tatum say last year? No more Popeye's chicken or something? I think so. I think I think I remember him saying that, yeah. Right. You get in what you put in. That's right. That's right. And no more late nights after road games, Nick. Oh, yeah. No more nightclubs in Denver. <laughs> after a loss. After a 10-point loss. Brandishing a very small firearm. <laughs> By the way, I heard he did not like that comment. Who? John Morant did not like that comment from Adams. Which? What? About the late nights. Well. Lessening the late nights. Adams has a point. He does. I kind of hope, I kind of hope he does listen though, because Adam that, is, that, Adam is a very good veteran presence. Yeah, he's played with a lot of Hall of Famers. Yes. So, Morant's in the wrong, no matter how much he dislikes that comment. Hopefully, he listens, man, because that team has potential. I mean, what a season, right, with the Kyrie Irving <laughs> drama. Kyrie, Jaw, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies, Jaw's been a huge problem with multiple things coming out. Uh, we're not gonna name everything. We don't know if any of it's true, but all we, all I'm gonna say about this is, where there's smoke, there's a there's a fire nearby. Yeah. And I hope he gets it, gets his act together because he has potential, dude. He does. I mean, we've discussed this multiple times. This. We've we've discussed whatever you do in the off the court affects your gameplay on the court. That's right. And I think key example was Gilbert Arenas when he did this. Yes. Albeit his was a lot more serious. Yes. But it, it's this funny as history is repeating itself all the time. Yeah. He's gotta learn. You gotta learn. Also, I saw a meme. Uh, it's of Derek Rose looking sort of disappointed, and he's like, "Man, you're wasting your knees away." <laughs> what I wouldn't do for those—that's kind of mean, but like also, there is to every joke there's some truth. Sometimes, you know what I mean? I mean, Derek Rose—he's better than Jaw at this at his age right now. Was a uh, Jaw's twenty three, right? Yes. Derek Rose is way better. Than yes. Anyways, uh, Mavericks. Mavericks. How you like the trade? Well, you give up depth, of which you had not that much of to begin with anyways. You give up the only 3 and D defender you had. Exactly. So now you have no defense. You can score a crap ton of points. Let me tell you the defense. let me tell you the last few scores. All right. So tonight they give up 116 against Phoenix 130 against Philly 126 Indiana 124. It's quite high especially for today's NBA. Yeah, it is. I think the the mark for a good defense this year is around the 110 mark. All right. They're 23rd at 116, so that's quite bad. Right. Although they are the sixth-ranked offense at 117. What do you think about their prospects for the playoffs? 
Actually, before we get to that question, would you rather see Mavs Suns or Suns Warriors? Oh, I mean, both of them are juicy. Both of them are really juicy, and I would love to see either one. I want to see Mavs Suns first round, and I would love to see a Warriors Suns or Phoenix. Or sorry, Suns or um, Mavericks second round. Right, right. Okay. But that's a pipe dream. I I agree with you, but uh, but yes, they. They're not going to be really good on defense. I don't know if that is going to be enough for them in the playoffs. I mean, what are they right now? Sixth? Seventh. So they're in a weird tie. I think it goes Warriors, Timberwolves, and Mavericks for five, six. Oh, sorry. So five, six, seven, eight are all tied, essentially. So it goes Warriors, Timberwolves, Mavericks, and Clippers. Huh. Interesting. So if they are there, prospects of playing the Grizzlies in the first round, that would be interesting in that. Well, let's see how the jaw thing turns out, exactly, right? Exactly, because see how how many games that how many games he may get suspended or not, right? But if you do play the Grizzlies and they are, you know, they've already lost the uh, what is it? Uh, they've lost Clark and Jaw. Clark and Jaw. Brooks Clark's was suspended. That's Clark's it. definitely out for the rest of the season. Jaw, we don't know yet. But even if they have Jaw, that team is really good defensively. But see, there it's gonna be it's gonna be the yin yang series, and that one team is really good at one thing that the other team isn't. Right. So Grizzlies great at defense. Right. Offense not that great, especially especially if you slow them down that half court. It's going to be, you know, if you slow them down, they're going to be really bad, right? It's funny because they're sort of like the opposite of that, of those Grizzlies teams from like the, what is it, mid-2000s? Oh, the grit and grind. Exactly. those Mid-2010s. Yeah. So so if you slow them down, they're going to be really bad offensively, but also Mavericks, really good on, on... on offense, defense, terrible. So they do, are mix. They are missing Maxi Kleber. That's a problem. But when he does come back, he's gonna have a huge. Is he gonna? Is it gonna be enough? And he's coming off a pretty serious injury too. He is, and he's gonna need some games to get back into it. And you're asking a lot out of him. Exactly, and they're smaller. They're really small right now too. If and I think that's another one of their big issues is that they're a pretty small team. I, I, like, they need another wing and also a center. I, like, who is it that they brought in? JaVale McGee, right? Oh. Like, that guy was supposed to be your rim protector, right? And I remember, was it? La- he's good in lim- he's good in limited minutes right and was it last season he was with the suns right yeah he was doing pretty well and then this season he's just nothing and he's not even part of the rotation right so that's that's another huge issue that they don't have length on defense and teams are just going to find it easy to score on them all the time also, you know what what doesn't help either? That your best player is always complaining. Yes. Other than defending, right? Yes. So like, and he's out of shape. Right? He's very out of shape right, right now. So like that's that's another thing. Like you guys you're, he's I mean, Luca's gotta gotta improve on that, right? 
Like you can't be like complaining to the ref while you're defending. Next thing you know, a guy takes a back cut and then Luca's caught with his hand down his pants, right? So that's that's another big issue that he really needs to work on. Like he needs sorry, to work on man, his. This isn't soccer. Yeah, he needs to work on his conditioning as well. Yeah, he's gotten a lot of pudgy. Yeah, and after he was coming off, you know, off the European Championships, he was looking in shape, and everyone's like, "Oh my goodness!" But look where he is back now, right? So that that's another thing. And also, isn't he playing a bit banged up? I know in that Phoenix game, some he did something, and he was sort of limping a little bit through the game. It was a thigh, I think. Yeah, a thigh, something like that. So maybe he's nursing an injury too. We don't know. And he's just playing through it. Right. It's an interesting team for sure because the games I saw, it's a lot of Luca and Kyrie, and Kyrie's off the ball. Then there's a little bit of mixture of Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Nick Powell. But then going forward, it's it's a lot of hero ball by both of them. There's really not much you can do about it, though, if you think about it. Nobody else is going to initiate offense for them. It's a head-scratching trade for me. I think I think Dallas would have been better off with Mikhail Bridges or Cam Johnson. Hmm. That's a good point. But what are you giving up to get those guys, right? You're not... Phoenix isn't giving up those guys... For nothing. For nothing, right? Like, they gave it up for... Freaking Kevin Durant, dude. They didn't give it up for nothing. Speaking of which, we'll dive into the Suns. They also depleted their roster. Yes. Yes. They, terribly. I don't know if Dallas, same thing with Phoenix. I don't know if they made the right decision, but Phoenix is obviously in a better spot. But in in the West this year, I mean, any slump will cost you a playoff spot. Yes. Yes, and they're they're all very close to that, right? Like even the Clippers, even the Clippers are right there, close to being out of a play-in. I mean, with Memphis now, they're in flux too, right? Let's see how many games they can withhold, or sorry, withstand without Jaw. Right. The only the only guarantee is Denver at one. I would say Denver at one. I would think so too. They they've seen. I think they're six games clear of Memphis. That would, yeah, there's nobody's catching up to that. Nobody. But, yeah, man, it, it's interesting to see how everyone goes up and down. Like, right now, the Kings second place, man. And everyone's thinking, oh, that's the team we want just because it's been, you know, for majority of the team, it's their first time in the playoffs. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe that Fox and Sabonis can pull it off, right? They've, they've been scoring at an unbelievable clip too, right? But they've There's, been defending at an unbe- unbelievable clip in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're almost they're almost exactly like the Mavs in that they're just all offense, no defense. Except they've been doing it better for most of the season. Yeah, and it's also a team that likes to play a lot, a lot. Their 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 best players, right? The starting well, five play a lot, ton. Let's, you know, it, it's comparing apples and oranges. I mean, the Kings run essentially a variation of the Warriors' offense. 
Right. E- except Sabonis is, you know, not a bum like Green. <laughs> oh my goodness, Nick. You know, it, it, with all of this going or going around in the West, could you imagine like the Warriors right now are just like, eh, you know, they're hanging around at fifth. They're, they're like picking it up slowly. And I mean, with all this turmoil going on in the West, it's like you they could, can't really count them out of making the finals. Like, I would not be surprised at all. Even though they lost the last two games, they've been picking it up. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's another weird team, man. And they need Wiggins back, right? And certain guys need to come back in there. I mean, but, look how crazy the West is. Remember, we, we were talking about the Pelicans when they were second? They're ninth holy, now. Yeah. Fall from grace. Fall from grace. I mean, speaking of Pelicans, they played the Mavericks next. But the West, like if you have a mini run, let's say you win four games, you're probably in fifth seed. Exactly. Exactly. So any, anything can happen. Uh, also, wouldn't it be cool to see uh, Cavaliers-Knicks playoff series just saying i think it's shaping up to be like that because they are fourth and fifth yeah boston has to pick it up soon because they're second and they're two games behind milwaukee right now right 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 then philly is chasing boston yeah the east is the east is fun so if i was boston i would avoid miami because i think they're seventh or something right now (laughs) so either you go to the one seed or you go to the third seed and I'm getting signaled that I'm taking too long. So any other <laughs> closing remarks? You know that red light at the comedian show? We need one of them. You're pretty much giving me the red light. Like, hurry it up. Wrap it up. Uh, no, Nick, we, I think we've rambled on a lot. feel like we talked five different things in the past 30 minutes. I think we've covered quite a bit. We don't usually go in depth that hard, but I think we can go in depth next episode. For sure. Any closing remarks, sir? Bye, Nick. Bye, Josh. Thanks, bro. Until next time.